Is there any real mystery that you're picking, Trevor Lawrence? Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shatter. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome in, Jaguars reporters, Brian Sexton, J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osier. Uh, week of Easter, closer and closer. Really? It is. It's Holy Week for those of us who observe, and uh, we're getting to that point where um, it's a draft time. I mean, the month of April is draft time, which is Holy Week to those people. And um, yeah, to the draft mix of the world. Uh, so here we go. How are y'all? Lovely. Holy. Good. Oh, hanging in there. Yeah, I'm just I'm ready okay. for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I've been waiting for this for a couple months. <laughs> Favorite Easter candy? Peeps. And I'm passionate about it. Peanut butter eggs for me. Yeah, it's, I don't think there's any. I mean, just to have something different, I'll go with the malted milk ball eggs. Okay. But uh, if it's me and a bag of Reese's eggs, Oof. I win. John? Yeah, uh, pretty much anything chocolate in the basket. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're filtering through there and get, like, you know those powdery, sugary things? Peeps. You always just sort of throw that aside, unless you're Schlen. So. Schlen, are you expecting a basket from your significant other? Yes. I, just, I, I hope he's listening. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> People give Easter baskets? Oh, yeah. apparently. Yeah, apparently okay. so. Right, did Oop. you get one for Jen? No. You better. <laughs> no. That no. sounds like one of those things that's been made up in the last 10 or 15 years that, as a thing. Something else for you to spend money on. Yeah, like I never exchanged e- like Easter baskets. Well, I know Shadrick did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like, well, if, if there's Reese's in it now, yeah. I'm all over it. Keep um, the basket, I'll take the peanut butter. Okay, Br- yeah, bring, Is there cash? bring it on. Right? Is there money involved? Do I have to give up a tooth for this? Only if your grandmother is the person hiding the eggs. Right. Okay. All right. Now that we're off on that tangent. Uh, let's get right into big things. JP, we will start with you, sir. Well, it's uh, something we'll hear a little bit later. And did you hear this? But obviously the big story this week so far is Urban Meyer with Peter King. And Urban finally said it, all but said it, that Trevor Lawrence, they're going in that direction at number one. The evidence has been there. The tea leaves have always said this. But now Urban Meyer is starting to say it. You know, all these detractors from what the Jaguars shouldn't do, you know, they should get somebody else besides Trevor Lawrence. It's all going to be done now. Or anybody else putting that right. out, saying they're going a different direction, just needs a storyline and clicks. It's not a, it has no basis in fact anymore. I just want to go on the record, and all I have to say on this, and you're not on drive time with us, but the day that they cut Leonard Fournette, I said, okay, it's Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, he has th- been on that train. I've been on that train ever that. since. Absolutely. Yes. I think it always has been kind of like, it's always been for clicks. It's always been for a storyline. Even now, it now it looks even more ridiculous. But a, a month ago, it still looked ridiculous. I read somewhere, John, that he has been the number one pick since his freshman year at Clemson. Right? He's just the number one pick. Felt like it, right? Yeah. That, it, it, well, it, it seems a very high percentage chance that Urban came here for the chance to... <laughs> To coach this if kid. 99.9% is high, I would say you're he right. He went and he stood next to him during his pro day. Mm-hmm. He has opted not to attend other pro days. <laughs> um, so it all makes sense. If it, As I started writing as soon as the season ended, when Urban got here, if he wasn't going to take Trevor Lawrence, 
I really wanted to sit on the con- on the conversation with Shad, explaining why. Not that there wouldn't have been a reason why, but it it had better be a really really well laid out reason, and it better just blow your mind, or else they were taking this kid. So it looks like that's what's going to happen. All, All right. signs po- pointing towards that. Yeah, magic eight ball. All <laughs> signs point to yes. <laughs> That that cube, whatever, how many sides? It all says yes, 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 yes on that one. Rubik's cube, exactly. Right. John, well, no, 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 no. The you know, there's that thing inside the magic eight ball that spins with all the different answers. It's multi-sided. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you call it. I don't know what geometrically speaking. I don't know what the, the it only name lands it is. on one side though. Well, it's or or everything says <laughs> it is likely. Uh, it's John, an octagon or an octagon. Uh, there's, there's like a thousand sides to the thing. It can't be. It's an octopus. Um, <laughs> uh, Mine is, I'm disappointed and surprised at uh, Tyson Alalo's decision. Uh, and the decision, for anybody who doesn't know, is he originally agreed to terms with the Jaguars. Uh, I guess he contracted COVID. I uh, had to stay in Hawaii, didn't come in to sign his contract, and some of his Steelers' teammates, overall just a change of heart, and he decided to go back to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I understand it. I'm disappointed, but I... I guess I get it. Um, if it was a younger person or somebody who I didn't know, I would be really stunned and I'd probably be really critical. Knowing Tyson, my guess is everything that you've read about this, they had just built a house. His family loved Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of guys say they do things for family reasons. My guess is that's exactly what this is. He decided, you know what, I don't want to move my kids. We're happy in Pittsburgh. Uh, I've only got a couple years left. Let's just not have that interrupt that. So I wish he was here because I like the guy. I think he would have helped. Uh, But I I guess my overall feeling with this is this is a guy who gave a lot and went through a lot when he was here. Whatever makes him happy, I'm good with. It's hard to argue with family, and I think you guys, you all know him. Uh, you haven't never met him. You would have loved him. I know. Uh, I'm bumped. It, it, the other side of the coin is, as you mentioned, he only has a few years left. And they're making one last run there with, with Ben and the team that they've got. And I, I think if you look at it, if he looked at it, he probably said, you know, they're a couple years down there from being where I need to be. This gives me my best chance. The house, the kids, the family. Um, bummer for him. Well, Good for him. Bummer for us. Sure. Indeed. But we were talking before we started recording the podcast. Um, Coach Meyer in his press conference was talking about the flaws in free agency. And I think this is one of them that Mm -hmm. you don't get the chance to talk to these players before they sign and they don't accept digital contracts and signatures. So you have to wonder if he would have signed a couple days earlier. The Steelers might not have been able to figure out their cap situation. Teammates might not have reached out as many as they had. You just... It's what if, but you wonder what would have happened if this shook out two days earlier. Oh, I think he'd have signed. I yeah, think he'd have absolutely. been here. Because uh, I don't have any question that when he originally agreed, this was the plan. And I'm sure there was a lot of appealing. He loved Jacksonville. Uh, from, uh, from all accounts, he, he was happy here. His family was happy. I think this is where he wanted to be uh, at that point. And then, you know, people sometimes forget these guys are humans. And you make decisions based on many, many different things. When we left Indiana, I was ecstatic to come back. My wife and son had lives there that they enjoyed better than what I was doing. 
And it would not have been an easy decision had I said, hey, do you guys want to move to Jacksonville? It, it, had they been making the call, it would have been different. So uh, it's life. It's life. Here's, here's, so we were talking about this before we started recording as well, Brian. I mean, all of us, most of us have done a DocuSign um, oh, yeah, uh, you know something online, right? Either for a house or whatever insurance, whatever you you can do everything online now. A virt- a, a digital signature is what they call it, right? Why doesn't that apply in the NFL? It will now, and at some point it might yeah. soon. Well, I think some of it's uh, the physical too. Or, you have yeah, to come yeah, in and right. I mean, you know, there's certain things you have to do More on than site. The contract, but uh, yeah, just go to. Quest Labs, get the physical out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, All day. Just, just, Sign just, on the line. That's how things happen in this league. One team finds itself in a tricky situation and gets pinched, and then their people put together a proposal, and it goes to the owners and the competition committee, and then they change. And then next year, everything will go that way. But um, it will probably change somewhere along the line where the Jaguars look at defensive tackle because they, now they need another body there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 25 may become, hey, let's get to 23 and make sure we get our guy kind of thing. Yeah, it's a tough that's a tough one in this because it, it is not a, a great defensive tackle draft. There was a a reason they went after that position in free agency, especially a 10-year guy. Tyson Alawalo is a grown man, a, a mature human being uh, playing defensive line, knows how to do it. I don't think they'll be able to replace that in the short term in the draft. No, he's got that great big Samoan body. I mean, his calves were like this, the size of most people's hamstrings. I mean, the guy is just gigantic. Okay, Ashlyn, you're up next. All right, Adam Schefter tweeting out, Trevor Lawrence will be watching the draft from Clemson University. And mm. I don't know why a couple weeks ago, I, I never thought of this being an option. I always thought it'd either be his home or Cleveland. I never even thought, oh, Clemson can be an option. But I think it says a lot about him as a person that he's choosing to do this. He's not getting the custom suit, not walking on the red carpet, doesn't want all eyes on him, wants that that moment with his former teammates, former coaches, I imagine it probably won't be very big, and so happens it's a closer flight to Jacksonville. A closer drive for those of us who are going up. I'm, you know, I know I go to the draft every year, as you know, and this year not flying to Cleveland, driving to Clemson. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of in favor of it too. You know what I would have said if I were him, Shot? Can I sit on your yacht? Yeah. Can you just park it right there? I'll be right. I'll just park it right <laughs> out front the of the stadium. It's not too late. The Kismet, right? Yeah. Just park it right out there, and then I'll just you know walk down the uh, the river walk. And- Actually, what he could say is, "Shot, I'm sitting on your yacht." <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. <laughs> now that'll it. send a message. Yeah, I love exactly. It. I love it. But I, I liked it. I liked how it wasn't the flashy look at me type of deal. He doesn't want that. I've well, never been to Clemson. But, and I wonder where actually it's going to be on campus or in the football building or the SO club. But yeah, I don't know. Well, just thinking with the social distancing that we're all still seeing out there, I would imagine they would do it inside their football facility mm-hmm. and space everybody out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have been to Clemson. I, I almost went to Clemson. I went there on a really on a visit. It, it was not a recruiting visit. Yeah, I, I was about to say they were not recruiting me to play basketball. Team? Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it does say a lot about him and. Everything you've heard about him so far is that what you're seeing in this story is the real kid. And that, you know, I'm excited for this franchise to have him. I'm excited for this city to have him because it feels like he's going to be a perfect fit on that front. No, it's... You know, and I, I've said this out there, and everyone who, who knows anything about him, you know, he's a, he's a Christian. He's a very devout in his faith Christian. He he looks like he could be Peyton Manning on the field and Tim Tebow off of it, which if that doesn't fit this community, I, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he just, it, it seems to be a, and I said this last fall, 
this just lined up perfectly for the Jaguars, that there's a franchise quarterback who is not only a great person but a great player from the South, from Cartersville, Georgia. Right up the road, there's a huge Clemson fan base in North Florida and South Georgia. It just it made way too much sense. Uh, and, you know, thank you to the Jets. That's all you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I'm saying here because my big thing is it's really good to be sitting at number one with all the jockeying going on for teams that are trying to figure out who the next best quarterback is. Wow. Right? I mean, you look at San Francisco. My goodness, they gave up their future for the chance to go up and get to number three. And then Miami, you know, popped back up at six and the Eagles moved back. And, you know, who else is going to try now to come? Would Atlanta take a, a King's Ransom to go back now at this point? We had number four. Um, they're all trying to figure out who's next best. If any of them could get to one, that's where they'd go because all of them would rather have Trevor Lawrence. There are so many – what's the right way to say this? There are so many fewer questions. There are so fewer questions mm-hmm. about Trevor than there are about any of the other quarterback prospects. Um, it's good to be number one. It is. It's good to be the winner. Second place is the first loser. Always remember that, boys. <laughs> wow. Excellent point, Schlen. Excellent wow. point. Write it that was, on your whiteboard. It, it yeah. was they amazing. They teach it at the University of Florida. It huh? is. Second place, first loser. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing the other day watching all that go down on Twitter. Like, oh, I mean, because it, it was within five minutes, the next trade happened, and we're all just like. And they're not done. I mean, yeah, someone's going to four. Something else is going to happen. But, I mean, it is bedlam, carnage. I mean, there's first-round draft picks being just thrown around the league, and you're right. We don't have to worry about it anymore. No. Don't you just turn to – if you're Atlanta, don't you just announce, yeah, we're taking the fourth quarterback. Well – In other words, if you want one, you better come get him. Here's – Unless you think Mac Jones belongs somewhere in the top ten. Here's the question. And I get, I get this question a lot, and we will get this and hear this. There will be rumors, even with the Urban stuff. I shouldn't say rumors. There will be clickbait stories about the Jaguars trading the pick. Oh, um, and this is what I, I, I said throughout the fall when people would, when people were concerned the Jaguars might finish with a second best record, and the questions were, well, what would it take to move up? Hey, this pick, this pick, this pick. My argument with that was always. If you don't get the number one pick in this draft, there may not be a price to move up. Because, oh, oh, of course there would. There's something about, well, if you're the Jaguars and you're Urban Meyer right now, what would somebody have to give you? There is no price. There's no price. Otherwise, you become. why I came here. Right. Yeah, you become Stu Inman. You know who Stu Inman was? God rest his soul. He was the general manager of the Portland Trailblazers who took Sam Bowie (laughs) instead of Michael Jordan. Mm. I mean, all these years later, remember the name because I remember people saying, "What are they doing?" Right? You, you, you're not going to pass the opportunity to take. It's not for sale. A great player. Call second someone place else. Second place is for losers. Don't remember what? Second place is the first right. loser. Oh, second place is the first. I loser. think Alabama probably is where they talk about that the most, though. Don't you? Probably. That's all you got is titles. Uh, we don't worry about the second place team. <laughs> okay. right. No banners. <laughs> they call them Auburn, right? That's right. Kiss the ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of that and all of this around Trevor Lawrence, uh, Urban Meyer sat with Peter King and did a little podcast. And it's this week's Did You Hear This? Is there any real mystery that you're picking Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I'd have to say that's the direction we're going. And and, uh, I'll leave that up to the owner when we make that decision official. But I'm certainly not stepping out of line that that's certainly the direction we're headed. You, um, by the way, you know Peter will be here 
in August. And I mean, oh, this place is about to become, you know, media celebrity central. That's one of the, the, the ancillary benefits of getting a quarterback like this is that it will bring in the national media. Um, I don't, do you expect there to be That's any... That's a benefit if you like the national media. I, I know a lot of those guys. They're not that great. Well, I guess you're right. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Do you expect the Jaguars to have, coming off a 1-15 season, because of Trevor Lawrence, a Monday night game? I don't think Sunday night is necessarily in the cards this year, but do you expect them to have a primetime game that they haven't had in years? Well, that's Thursday. Well, I'll say they can't flex them until the new deal takes effect, right? So that's 2023. Yeah, but the schedule's so it'd not have out to, yet. It'd have to be scheduled from week one on at well, least I'm, for the next two years. Right. That's what I'm, that's what right. I'm asking. Is yeah, Do you expect a Trevor Monday Lawrence game. as a rookie? A Monday game would be. This year, tough. in 2021, will they have a Monday night? Coming off 1-15, but that's Trevor Lawrence. He's a star. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Monday. Sunday they won't. No. Uh, but I would expect... Back to Monday, I think he's that big. I do, too. One. Yeah. Urban, Trevor combined. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they haven't had a Sunday night or Monday night game since 2011. It's been a long time. It's the year before I got here. It's been the Thursday stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's been a long time. So We're very used to the 1 o'clock slot. All right. If you don't have it, it throws off your whole week. Because you're not used to it. <laughs> Ashlyn is speaking very, very, very much in the first person. Oh, don't I kid you. Next to John, I love the one. Osmosis has <laughs> kicked it. Yeah. Give me ten more years. Yeah. One o'clock. Uh, Sunday's at one. The older you get, one o'clock is nice. There's right. no doubt about that. All right, uh, shifting to everyone asked. I guess I just asked my question in the sense of did you expect the game? But here's another one. How's the AFC South stack up after free agency? We think. Um, Titans do enough to. Stay on top, or they fall behind the Colts because of their uh, their atrophy, losing uh, losing Johnny Smith. I think Corey huge. Davis, Johnny yeah. Smith, signing Bud Dupree. Their young their young offensive tackle who was supposed to you know Isaiah Wilson. This was supposed to be a year that he would step in there, and nope. I mean that's a mess. Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Titans, Colts. So you say Titans stay on top? They know how to play their game right now, yeah. uh, and as long as Derrick Henry is healthy, yeah. yeah. And as long as Derrick Henry's putting out videos like he did this week of balancing and scary. doing push-ups and all that stuff. 250 pounds. That's all amazing. that. Yeah. Got to stop yeah. that. If Wentz comes back, then the Colts are the favorite. I mean, like, if he, if he gets back to 2017 level, then they're the favorite. But beyond that, it's, I mean, you've got to think the Jags moving ahead of the Texans. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the Jags have to prove that. Sure. So I would. What say you, Shadrick? Kind of with you. I think the Colts have the better all-around roster. But, as you said, John, the Titans have it schemed up. They have the right personnel to, to play offensively like they want to play, I think. Um, and they're they're the Kings right now. So, with King Henry mainly leading the way. Mm-hmm. So, give me the same order. Yep. Now, the fortunate thing for the Jags, Shalyn, is King Henry, by definition, is a short is a short shelf life compared to having a quarterback in that spot correct yeah and so we're still going to stop him because not many have been able to right stop him but usually when a running back goes it goes fast so they'll be there until they're not if you go back and look at maurice jones drew or earl campbell right um there's generally you know three years that are really good and then the great ones have three years where they're really really good Mm -hmm. and then three years where they're hanging on right yeah we're about at that point now where Henry had a couple of good years, but now he's had three incredible years in a row, and I'm with you. When it goes, 
it's done. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. just don't know. I mean, the abuse that he delivers is also abuse that he absorbs. Yep. So you, you know, I, I mean, I still think he's got it this year. There's a, watching him on that video, yeah. but when he does slow down, it, it will be sudden. Right. But until proven otherwise, yeah. I will continue to be scared. And that quarterback, Tannehill, is a product of that running back. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's a completely different quarterback because of Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Ash, you're up. My question, who are we picking at 25 now that we have free agency, some new additions, still some holes to fill? Shadrick, what's your favorite? Mooring, safety, TCU. Okay. Need another young guy back there, and maybe you throw him in with the guys you got in free agency and go to town. Let's go. New uh, new secondary, and that's part of the rebuild back there that was important for Urban Meyer. Yeah. So that's I think it's a safety, if not he fits uh, that there. guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Brian? Well, you know, I, I would be with you on that. Um, either him or the kid from uh, UCF who's starting to climb at safety. But the Tyson Alualu thing changes my mind. Um, if Christian Barmore is anywhere close to me, I, that's who I want. Uh, you know, he's a big bad man. Watching him play in the uh, in that series in um, in college football, I, I, I need a defensive tackle. I need a young, strong tackle. If he's there, that's who I want. Because as we've talked about so often, you got to be able to stop. The, uh, the run this year. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Morgan. I, I, I probably would have said him had Shadrick not. Uh, Barmore scares me because it feels like defensive tackle there could be a we've, uh, we have to have one, so let's take this guy. Mm -hmm. I think he fits there, um, though. He the, fits when he wants to fit there, too. That's part of the issue with him. Yeah, it's a little bit of the concern. He turned it off and on. I would say best corner available. Um when I first thought of that, I said, ah, no. Corner, you need three. I think they're good with Sidney Jones and Trey Herndon. Wouldn't surprise me if they tried to get a third guy to be an absolute stud in the middle. Yeah, I think in your building for the long term. I just, Barmore, I just like, I was rewatching the national championship game in five tackles, two for a loss, and a sack. Yep. But you're right, Shadrick. When he turns it on, it's on. When it's off, it's, it's questionable. Yeah, early in the season, he wasn't really a name yet. And yeah. then when the bright lights turn on, it kind of he ramps up his game a little bit. It felt like. Just know. for comparison's sake, though, I remember a guy from Alabama who was often accused of turning it on and turning it off, a guy named Derek Thomas. I was going to say a guy named Shatter. <laughs> <laughs> All um, true. And, and you know, I remember Derek had seven sacks against Seattle uh, in the early 90s. And then it was like, well, what, you know, three weeks later, they're like, where is he? He's only had a sack and a half. Yeah, he had seven there, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, uh, great players are great players. And you hope that a guy like Joe Cullen can get the most out of it. We'll see. Um, he's a John. bad man now. That guy could play when, well, he, when it was on. I, here's here's, Ooh, here's what I think. Couldn't block him in college. If he's there at 25, I think he fits 25. I, I don't see Christian Barmore being a second round pick. I mean, it, the measurables are all there. There's production in big games there. I think you'd bank on a coaching staff being able to get the most out of him. In fact, I don't even think he's at 25. I think because there are so few, and his size, speed, strength ratio, someone you know, I see him being 15. You'd ha you'd have to give something up to go get him. So, John. Does it surprise anybody that the lone voice in the wilderness on Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is 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 Chris Sims? And, and look, I get it. Everybody's got their shtick. Everybody, he's the contrarian guy. He's the guy who's going to be different. But right now, nobody except him seems to think anything except this kid's the best pick in the draft, and the Jaguars are taking him. JP, surprised that it's Chris. 
Yeah, he always seems to have yeah. something right. there, right? Um, no, I'm not really surprised at all. You know, somebody's going to do it. Right. Might as well be Chris Sims and take the clicks, right? Will he, Brian, stop? Because he's going to keep pounding the drum. <laughs> no, you know. It's, it's, can't walk that back. Cause we, yeah, because we all do this. There, to every microphone or camera, there's a little bit of shtick. To, to make, I mean, otherwise, just, you know, what about this? What about that? I mean, you, you stand out by saying something like that. I bet you if we got him in here and it was us with the lights on but no cameras or microphones, I, I'd be curious to see if he really believes that or if he's just grabbed that to be the stick that he's hitting it with. he tell me. People confide in me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, just the, the take itself, the tweet he tweeted out, makes no sense to me. No comparison between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence's workout. Doesn't list any differences of why they're not comparable. Goes on to list that Zach Wilson made some high-level throws. Did, did Trevor Lawrence not? Was he on the playground? Well, what do you mean he made high-level? Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, if we're talking about Barmore being a one-year guy, I mean, Zach Wilson's only a one-year yeah. guy, too. So. And how are their pro days different? It's just, the same thing. I, I just, the difference I, is Irvin wasn't there. Yeah. I go back to what we talk, talked about earlier, and that was is that it, it seems that for the last three years, it's just been a foregone conclusion that Trevor Lawrence would be the number one pick. Zach Wilson has become the foregone conclusion to be the next quarterback taken, wherever that is, just in the last two months. I don't, here or here, right? I mean, it just – whatever. Uh, JP, bring us home. Whoever it is, uh, better get your quarterback this year because the class next year stinks. Does it? I haven't yeah, even looked at it's it yet. Not, it's not great. Uh, what is your – so this week – Which means the Falcons have even more leverage. Hey, get, JP. Might want to get one. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Good. Wait, Rain. Good. I don't feel sorry for them. Oh, well. Uh, all right. So this week, owners' meetings virtually, and they are going to vote on adding a 17th regular season game. 17 regular season games and three preseason games. My question is, are you fired up about this? Are you eh about this? Or is this awful? Ashlyn. I personally am meh. I don't think it, if it took away a preseason game, then I'm definitely okay with it. But I was reading that Alvin Kamara, for example, said curse word. This is dumb as H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, and I know that was a pretty thin margin of it passing or not. So I think the players that voted no are obviously going to be very opinionated by this. My question is, when does it stop? When this is going to turn into 18? When do you put the cap that there are enough games? Because one more game is going to make more money continuously. Where do you draw the line? I think it'll be a long, long time until they go to 18. Well, I mean, 1978 was when they went yeah. to 16. So, so it's been a long time. But you're right. At some point, I believe they will because it's such a huge bargaining chip between players and owners that eventually someday players might give that up and go one more if there's something else down the road that they really want. But I think it'll be an, an incredibly long time. Uh, I'm kind of mad on it. I, I personally think there's too many already, uh, mainly because of the attrition that those back to extra the games take. Twelve, um, no, fourteen. I mean, I, I obviously they'll never go back to that, but fourteen to sixteen is fine. When you talk to trainers, people who are involved with it, sixteen's about the limit that they think that overall the human body when you get to 20 in a super bowl and then if they were playing preseason on top of that a 24 football games at that level uh 
the studies do show that the attrition starts ratcheting up every game after that. So, well, I'm with you for all those reasons, but but follow me. Did you see last week where the owners uh, agreed that every eight years, every team would be giving up a home game and playing an international game? Did you did you catch that last week? Mm. Okay, so follow the money with this thing, and you you can't grow the league by growing the number of franchises anymore. I, I, we're past that, right? A, because I'm not sure how many cities in America are able to to have an NFL team and support it. Um, geographically, either. that's another one, yeah. quarterbacks. But you can grow the league if you play games in London, in Frankfurt, in Barcelona, in Mexico City, in Toronto, right? I mean, they talked about playing a regular season game in Beijing. I mean, I think maybe that's off the table now. But this extra game becomes a game that you can put overseas and not take a team, right? So in those years where, let's say you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? One of the teams that never would ever contemplate giving it up. Well, you're giving up an extra game in a year that you got it because they're going to take the NFC one year and the AFC the next and make them home games. So now you're taking the Steelers and giving them a home game in Dublin, Ireland. Okay, you know, the Rooney family's happy with that. This, to me, the combination of the 17th game and the ruling, I don't know if it's a ruling or just a recommendation, that every team would be giving up a home game every eighth year, which means, by the way, every four years everyone's playing overseas. Um, this is a way to get more games overseas to grow exponentially greater than they are right now. Because the TV contracts, I mean, how much more can they keep going without growing the marketplaces for the networks to be able to offer it there? So I kind of saw the 17th game and that last week as a combination, and that interests me. I think it gives them all the options. Everything's out there, whether they pull the trigger on some of that stuff or not. I mean, they, they can at least discuss well, pulling the trigger. that internally, yeah. right? But they're you pulling know? the trigger. You can be sure. If you didn't have that 17th game, then it, you can't You can't take the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of and say, stuff, Pittsburgh, right? you must play a game yeah. overseas, or Dallas, or one of these teams that has a huge debt right. service on their building. And there are plenty of them now. The Rams come to mind. But now with this extra game every other year, you can probably work it out. So I'm going to answer my own question here. I am fired up about the 17th game because there is not an additional bye week. If they would have added a bye week, it would have just uh, – it's already going to be a long season anyway. You start doing that. It was one year they did that, right? It they did it, it in 93. Yeah. It was two bye weeks. And it, it took was... forever. Meaning everyone gets two bye weeks? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it <laughs> took forever. It, it lasted one year. Yeah. That was it. It didn't last very long. And it sounded terrible. It, it was bad because the one o'clock starts in two bye weeks. To sit on the beach. <laughs> it was weird. You never actually. I remember that I was a casual follower. It, it was my first year covering the University of Florida, so I was working Sundays. I didn't follow the league as much as as I had before, and there was a stretch of eight or nine weeks where you could never quite remember who was playing. Two bye weeks was too many. One is fine. I agree with you. Yep. If this had added a bye week, it would have been a bad and, and it moves Super Bowl weekend to President's Day weekend. That's it. So Monday, holiday, they, Sunday, Super Bowl. Here we go. They have wanted to do that for years. Yeah. That has been on the docket, and they have finally found a way to do that. So, I mean, two buys would get them there or a 17th game. There you go. So that gets them there, and that's what they've wanted for a long time. And one makes more money. There you go. And if they ever go back to a combine, now that goes to March, and then free agency starts a little bit later, and the draft goes to May, and now the NFL season never ends. Does it anyway? <laughs> yeah, what's what's different about that? No, the NFL season doesn't end, but this podcast does. Aww. And 
And uh, after, what, 35 minutes or so, it's probably time to uh, say see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week, folks. That was cute. <laughs> <laughs>